today on CityCast Chicago. It took four years, a pandemic and serious doubts from the art world, but now an exhibit of Frida Kahlo's art gets its first Chicago area debut in more than 40 years. This is it, right? This is We're here. We did it. <laughs> Welcome to our COVID project. You can see it at a community college in the Burbs, which literally built a gallery to make sure the works were shown in the best way possible. Today is Friday, June 4th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. First, a little bit of news, y'all. The mayor announced next Friday Chicago will join the rest of the state in a full reopening. Yeah, that's a few weeks earlier than the original July 4th date. This means no capacity limits and restrictions with businesses, schools, and recreation resuming normal operations, according to officials. Now, you're still going to have to wear your mask in schools, hospitals, and on public transit. The Black and Trans-led Southside LGBTQ Center Brave Space Alliance is partnering with Northwestern University on the Chicago Area Trans Survey, or CATS. The project aims to be the largest single population data set collected to date on trans people as a group. BSA founder Lasaya Way stated, we want every small trans-led organization in the country to be able to tell the stories of their community. Some more good news. Chicago Park Districts kicks off the ninth season of Night Out in the Parks. Now until October, there will be a bunch of events at parks across the 77 neighborhoods. Some of my favorites like Deeply Rooted Dance Company will be returning to a park near you. For this year's themes and a full list of programming, download the Night Out mobile app, My Shy Parks. For other Chicago stories and things to do, read our daily newsletter. Seriously, I got one more for you. When the historical Bud Billiken Parade announced its August 14th return date, you know who sent me the news? Sydney Madden. She'll send you that and much more once you sign up at chicago.citycast.fm. You might see me out on the south side in my skates at the Bud this summer. You know the saying, good things come to those who wait? Well, it's not always true, but it's definitely the case this year with the opening of the Frida Kahlo Timeless Exhibition at the Cleve Carney Museum of Art. It took four years and some pushback. We'll get to more of that later. But the highly anticipated exhibit is finally opening its doors to the public tomorrow. For anyone who needs a quick refresher, Frida Kahlo was a Mexican painter and activist whose art around themes like pain, class, identity, and gender rocked the art world. She was married to Diego Rivera and grew to be an iconic figure and influence for many across the world, me included. I'm actually wearing Frida Kahlo socks right now. And Carrie Shepard, our lead producer, got to see the exhibit a little early because, y'all, she's a baller. I talked to her about what the exhibit was like, why it took years to finally get Frida's paintings in Chicago, and what that means for the small gallery that's housing them. Carrie, how you feeling? Hey, Jacoby, I'm feeling good. Oh, I bet. You're in such a comfortable environment. You got your mic set up. Yep, mm-hmm. Sweating in 90 degrees in my closet. <laughs> no, for real, I'm excited about this exhibit. I'm, I'm very excited about it, so I'm excited to talk to you about it. 
when you heard about the exhibit, were you as shocked as other people to find out that it wasn't at the Art Institute, it wasn't at the MCA, but out at the Cleve Carney Museum of Art in Glen Ellen? So this was this big international show, the first time Frida Kahlo's works were coming to the Chicago area in 40 plus years. So this was a huge deal for the art world. And yes, the questions were sort of like, well, where is this going? What is that place? So (laughs) there was a little bit of a surprise that it would go to a suburban museum at on the campus of a community college. Well, how did they get this show? College of DuPage has this big booster donor. Actually, he passed away um, in the last few months. His name is Alan Peterson. He came to Diana Martinez, whom you'll hear from in a second. He said, I have a friend, Carlos Phillips Almedo, whose mom is Dolores Almedo of the Almedo Museum, which owns literally National Treasures by Frida Kahlo. When I say that, you have to get special permission from the government, a lot of bureaucratic red tape to even allow them to leave the country because they're considered national treasures. And I'm jealous because you got to see it before it opened, which is tomorrow. Uh, but you saw it last week here because you're a big timer. You be big stepping out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here, um, so here I got a preview last uh, Saturday from, like I said, Diana Martinez, who is the director of the Art Museum at College of DuPage and has really been the driving force for four years in bringing Frida Kahlo Timeless to the museum. It's one of Frida's most gritty and personal collections. Um, and it, it, it spans the arc of her career. There's mm. the Gelman collection that has beautiful, all the beautiful self-portraits of herself and portraits of others. This one has more of her complex personal paintings. We have photos. We have pictures, and then we created several components of the exhibition. It's 10,000 square feet of exhibition space that we've created. It's big. It is. We just walked around. It's big. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a garden. There's a Frida Kahlo-inspired garden. There's a Frida Kahlo-inspired children's area if you want to bring your children and have a a more age-appropriate experience for the kids. I think that's an understatement on the children's area, I should say. The it's these little tables, almost like you're at a preschool or something, but with these beautiful little like art activity books about Frida mm-hmm. that allow them to explore Frida's art, but also kids can draw their own self portraits. Mm-hmm. But that it's it's not just a hey, here's a couple here's a couple books. It's really an, a whole like activity area. It is. I want to go back to something. I want to go back to the art, but. You know, you kept saying, you you said, this isn't going to happen. We're a community college. I mean, College of DuPage is a big... Sure, it's the largest in the state. Right. Why do you think you felt like that? She would love it. And I think that people, historically, they underestimate the importance of, like, community colleges. Mm -hmm. It's accessible. It's... To me, I feel like it's such a powerful statement that this huge show, the biggest in 40 years in the Chicago area. You know, I think that there's was a lot of skepticism from the art world, like what, you know, they'll never do it. And I think we had a lot to prove, you know, and I understand their concern. We're, we wanted to share it with everybody and say, partner with us, you know, we're, we're doing this all together. And we know we can't do it without your advice and help and support. And I also think, you know, now that COVID's, hopefully moving past us. I know we're both knocking on on the wood in the room. Um, 
is what uh, an extraordinary opportunity for the Chicago area to now capitalize on some tourism and celebrating coming mm. out after a year of being inside and celebrating an artist who was confined for so much of her life due to her illnesses and her physical challenges and her struggles and her she perseverance. Was a, she was in a bad accident when she was a teenager, mm-hmm. bus accident, right? Terrible mm-hmm. bus yeah. accident. Her spine was crushed. Her leg was crushed. She was literally impaled mm. um, uh, with a big metal railing that went through her hip and out through her pelvis and out the front. And she truly never recovered from that. After the break, we'll hear about how that accident and Frida Kahlo's physical pain made its way into our art. If you haven't heard, we're asking you to tell us about your favorite Chicago places, restaurants, shops, whatever it is. And then we mention them on the podcast. So what's your Chicago place? Email us at chicago at citycast.fm. And thanks again. All right, Carrie, walk us through the actual exhibit a little bit. So, Jacoby, you mentioned Frida Kahlo's accident, and that is really prominent from the minute you walk into the exhibition because the first thing you see is a replica of what would have been Frida Kahlo's bed. This bed recreates all the time she spent in there and which kind of contributed to her work as an artist and a painter. Um, Actually, because she's a portrait artist, the bed has a mirror on top and you can see a reflection of Frida and what she would have, you know, seen being bedridden, basically. Um, And then you go into the second gallery. And I should be clear, the Cleve Carney Museum of Art actually built this gallery for the Frida Kahlo Timeless exhibit. You spoke with somebody from the Olmedo Museum who lent the art for this exhibit. Who was that? So I talked to Adriana Jaramillo. So this is your first time seeing it, though, yes, the exhibit? Yes, it is the first time. It's amazing. Yeah, what's your initial reactions? Oh, love it. I've just, you know, the whole introduction with the photographs. We're going to talk about some of the most iconic Frida works that people even casual Frida fans may know about. (laughs) And this would be one of them. Uh, Tell us about the broken column. Um, Experts say there are two iconic works. One is uh, the two Fridas, and the other one is this one, the broken column, because it portrays not only her physical pain, but also her emotional pain. And we also, what we see are all these nails, you know, in, on, over her, her body. And there is one larger nail, which is on her left breast. Exactly, we would say, where the heart is. Uh, it's a larger nail. And so it's like where it's the largest, the, the largest pain, the biggest pain. Is there one that you, even though you see these works all the time, is there <laughs> one you're always drawn to particularly? Um, what is my favorite? It's called the little, the, the chick. It's, I think it's over here. The chick. Like chicken? Or? Like a chicken. Okay. This is. Oh, your... it's over here. Okay. So this is the chick, and why do I love it? Because, (laughs) (laughs) no, it's it's actually kind of morbid, but one of the themes that Frida uh, worked with was the duality of life and death. Mm. Diego Rivera went to the market. They sell chicks, you know, so he 
brought her one as a present, as a gift. And so it was really very small and it was like freezing, so she uh, put on a lamp. But then the next day, when she went to look at it, it was dead. And then she wrote to a friend saying something very tragic, saying, not even a little chick I can keep alive. Was that, a re- was that supposed to be sort of a remark on her infertility? Yes. Because mm, she had miscarried. And she made this painting showing what you see is this little chick. It's, it's alive. But then you see these, this vase with beautiful blue and purple flowers. It's covered with like a spider web. And you can also see all these insects. They're eating the, the life out of the, of the flowers, like if they're taking it away. There's this duality of life and death. Of course, of course. Muchas gracias, Adriana. Muchas gracias. That was lead producer Carrie Shepard walking us through the Frida Kahlo Timeless exhibit that opens tomorrow. And now, if you're not driving, you can take the Metro Union Pacific West line out to Glen Ellen to check out this exhibit. And do it soon because it closes in September. I got a feeling there's going to be a hot ticket. Now, I'm not headed to Glen Ellen just yet, but I am going to take a walk to the High Park Art Center today. And I want to see what galleries or exhibit my team is looking forward to. Producer Simone Alisea, what you going to go see? So obviously I had a really great time at the Marvel exhibit earlier this week, but I'm also really looking forward to the Chicago Comics exhibit at the Museum of Contemporary Art. It opens later this month and it's a broader look at cartooning here in the city. Producing Natalie Rivera out in LA. So Santa Monica is actually hosting a free art walk uh, that is outdoors. Part of it is on the pier and it's to celebrate pride. So that is something I definitely plan to check out. And our newsletter writer, Sydney Madden. I'm looking forward to seeing the Obama portraits at the Art Institute in a couple weeks. Hey, I gotta take a moment to give a shout out to Sam Trump and Mark Greenberg from the Mayfair Workshop for all the amazing music that you're listening to. That's our show for Friday, June 4th. If you like what we're doing, feel free to rate and review the podcast. I read them all. I'll talk to you on Monday. Peace. Let's do this for part two. Part two. After the break, we'll hear about how that... (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Just the way the two faded perfectly into me starting was just... I was like, oh, just finish it out. I cannot... I cannot wait till we launch our acapella group. <laughs> CityCast. CityCast sings. <laughs> <laughs>